quick, man. I was saying I just put one of the bagels in the letterbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got suspended for a month. Oh, it's See, hilarious. You should have got to that punchline a lot quicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nothing Inc. Sponsored by Khaled Kalafala. Yeah, he, he's... Well, no. Where is he? Well, apparently, he told me that he was going to, uh, where was he going? To Iran for errands? Errands? Errands. Shit. That's pretty hectic. He's running errands in Iran. Well, last week he was supposed to do a suicide bombing. Obviously, that didn't happen. <laughs> well, it didn't happen. That's, he's very unreliable. He's still, he's still with us. He didn't turn up to his own suicide bombing. Uh, ridiculous, mate. That's, that's unbelievable. That's unprofessional, if it's, I tell you. Like, you only oh. get... You really, when, when you're a suicide bomber, you only get one first impression. Oh, yeah, you do. That's your only impression. You do. I your mean, first and last thing. Oh, it's amazing. We, I, went for, um, I went to the supermarket with him not long ago, yeah. and uh, he said he was buying supplies. And I said, what are you buying supplies for? And he said, oh, just for the bombing. Though, of course. Was he buying, like, manure? Yeah, oh, just all, all sorts of stuff, just to make a bomb. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, sweet. And then, you know, he bought a suit and everything, and he's still got the suit. He's still got all the... Everything. He just wanted an excuse to buy a suit. He did, he did. You know? he, did, he, did. he wanted to, to just dress up nice and he said, oh, I'll wear it in a suicide point. When do you really <laughs> wear a suit? It's only a matter of time before. Yeah. Like all... that's When I got my suit made up, I was like, oh, I might wear it on stage. I've never worn it. It's, so he it's, just lied to himself. It's all going to go south very quickly. Talking about going south. Blowjobs. <laughs> no. <laughs> the media have been absolutely bombarding the likes of Bernard Tomic and Nick Kyrgios, and they've been labelling labelling them the bad boys of tennis. Oh, tennis! Tennis superstars. How can you be a bad boy of tennis? Is that like? Well, John McEnroe paved the way back in the yeah. early early days. Did um, not hike his shorts up his ass. Well, yes, a lot of those players Rebellious. did did do that, but they they had uh, John McEnroe was the first person that comes to mind when I'm thinking of uh, bad boys of tennis is, yes. as you know he broke he broke a lot of tennis rackets got a lot of code violations That's great but what we want to talk about now on the podcast is there's a lot of controversy around uh, guys like Nick Kyrgios and guys like Bernard Tomic I've got a bit of a different point of view on this Lewis what's your stance on the whole bad boy well of my stance is is I know fucking nothing about tennis <laughs> I, I don't follow the sport at all but I tell you what if, if someone's a bad boy of anything I fully support it if, if some wow. guy's out there smashing rackets and, and abusing his teammates that's a guy that I would watch I don't care about tennis I do care about that guy smashing his racket and throwing it at the ball boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I know you're a big UFC fan. You love the likes of Ronda Rousey. Yes. I mean, uh, sledging is, is, is a big part of UFC. It's always been a big part of boxing. You saw Muhammad Ali. Totally probably the fight. And, it's, yeah. It's almost encouraged. Like, Muhammad Ali was... That's, that, he's like my idol. Not for his boxing, mm. but for his shit talk. And how he could piss anybody off. So it's quite a common thing to see to see the sledging take place. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like the media they're, they're just looking for targets and they're looking for the poor. I mean, th- at the end of the day, guys like Nick Kyrgios, he's he's only nineteen years old. Yeah. I mean, nineteen years old. I if I was on a world stage and I had that much money and that much fame, I fucking wouldn't be playing tennis. I tell you that. I, I can play. tell you right now the upbringing that he's had. I, I, I've been fortunate enough to meet Nick Kyrgios. I know his family. I know, I know his brother. Thank you very much. I would like a medal at the end of this podcast. <laughs> but I, I know that they're extremely nice people off the court, um, and, and especially Nick. Obviously, he's the one that plays. Yeah. <laughs> but he's you know he's an incredibly nice person off the court, 
And I think that, uh, you know, in the heat of battle, uh, far worse things have been said on... The heat of battle is tennis that serious. Oh yeah, it's a big battle out there. It's one on one. It's an individual sport. It's very, very isolated and can be extremely, extremely tough out there. It's like boxing, but just uh, without the physical contact. That's true. I suppose when you get to uh, that high level of anything, even chess players are thinking, "Fuck this Asian cunt" when they're playing him. Although he obviously (laughs) is Asian Asian (laughs) as well, but you know they're both just saying the same thing to the same guy. That looks exactly there's like. A, there's quite a bit of a likening to uh, chess and tennis. Like they're, they're quite similar in a way. I mean, you've got to really think yourself, just think your way through a chess you have to match. Be autistic to be really good at it. <laughs> I almost <laughs> lost to an autistic guy in a tennis <laughs> match once. It's a totally different story. I uh, I was playing back in the day. I played for Victoria. One of the highlights of my junior. Victoria. Victoria. Yeah, because you you kind of you almost went pro with tennis. Almost keyword. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, almost lost an autistic person as well. So, yeah, that'd be good. Uh, but uh, this guy, he was autistic. I played this autistic guy, and he was yeah. taking notes of every time on the change of ends. Uh, he would sit down with a book and write down every point. Uh, so on the change events, he was taking three to four minutes, What's and that? I was ready there, and it was really mucking up my rhythm. And boy, did I throw my racket a lot that day. <laughs> Abused a lot of linesmen, got a lot of code violations. Special needs kid. And and I really I really should have chose my words a bit more carefully, but I vividly what did recall you call what did you call I, it wasn't directed at him, but I, I sympathise uh, with guys like Kyrgios and Leighton Hewitt. I walked over to the fence after losing a point at yes. three all in the second set and I yelled at the top of my lungs. Fucking spastic! <laughs> and, and his his family were just mortified. That's Everyone so looked around just in utter disbelief. And I had, to, I had to I had to stop and, and, and put my hand out towards the fence and the people that were watching in the stands and go, Oh, sorry, I wasn't directed at him. I'm it's me. It's me. It's me. That's amazing. That's like yelling out. Thankfully, he was too retarded to even realise what I was talking about. <laughs> 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 but he was, uh, that's the best shit. Because I used to play tennis. I, I, I stopped playing tennis because I fucked up my knee when I was about 17. But I was really good at it because I'm so long I could cover a lot yeah, of Yeah, you're a tall guy. Six foot eight? Yeah, six foot wow. eight. Um, and I got really good at it, but I just didn't care about winning. Mm. Like, so that made me a really good sportsman because whenever I lost a point, I would just laugh at how stupid I was or anything that I fucked up. I would just laugh at. And, and it just, I always, I ended up always losing to the really serious guys Mm. because I just didn't really give a fuck. And I suppose, um, or when you get really serious about something, it it is, it is like you, you're not going to go in there thinking that your opponent is Here's a question for you. Looking back on, on your time as a tennis player, say, for example, we were about to play each other in a match. Yeah. And I said, Lewis, your brother is a piece of shit. I hate him. And I'm going to bash him. I'd before just, before I'd we be played like, our yes. match. I'd be like, yes, you're correct. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, but are you assuming that he's not? Well, you're, I'm, I'm assuming that you love your brother. Oh, okay. All right. Well, in that well, I mean, scenario, in that, in that, that would piss me off. I mean, would that piss you off? Because I feel like, would that make you want to play with more passion? Yeah. And want to beat me even Fuck more? Yeah, I would. I want to, I want to beat the guy that, that shit talked me. And that's what well, Nick Kyrgios did. Well, that's essentially what Nick Kyrgios did, I feel. I mean, You're going to have to explain what happened. Because I'm not okay, so, so the recent article that actually just eventuated today is uh, Nick Kyrgios was playing a match against the world number five, Stan Wawrinka, who's the French Open champion. Um, he's won two Grand Slams now. He's 30 years old, but he's playing the best tennis in the twilight of his career. And Nick Kyrgios is playing him uh, in, in this tournament. And in the change of ends, after he lost the first set, 7-6, he's walked yep. over 
to his opponent in Stan Wawrinka and said uh, something along the lines of, uh, well, Thanasi Kokonakis fucked your girlfriend. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> Sorry remember. about it. Or yeah, something he, like said, that. he said, Kokonakis slept with your girlfriend. Sorry to tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love, sorry to tell you. <laughs> Which is 100% true. Uh, yeah, because Kokonakis used to date this girl I think, before. I think I'm pretty sure that's the story, but I also know that Kokonakis is a massive pants man, as yes. his surname would suggest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, I would not be surprised if that would be the truth. But, uh, I mean, look, I'm sure Nick uh, regrets saying it. And uh, But Nick won this match. He won the match. So he said, my mate fucked your girlfriend and then beat the 30-year-old well, well, dude. Well, what's interesting is... My hero. Stan retired because of a back injury. He wanted to go back. A his back girlfriend. injury. He wanted so to bash his girlfriend. We don't know whether we don't know whether or not he wanted to bash his girlfriend or it was you know, the back umpire injury. probably misheard him. He probably actually said, "I'm gonna go give my girlfriend a back injury. I have to stop." And probably. the ref was like, "Oh, he's hurt himself." But that wasn't that wasn't the intention. No, no, absolutely <laughs> not, absolutely not. But yes, I mean, it's it's interesting because uh, I think in Nick Kyrgios's case. And I think when you look at the great sportsmen like Muhammad Ali and even Ronda Rousey, who we were yeah. talking about earlier, if you if you make a suggestion that really angers your opponent, it can work in your favour. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly thrown uh, Stan off his game. What yeah, Nick said. And, and now Nick's all in the head in the headlines. And that's I mean, what sponsors look for. They don't look for necessarily the best player. They look for the player that everybody's talking about. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of people are saying. I've seen a lot of comments saying, "Look, I would never want to go watch Nick Kyrgios. I, I can't stand him. I wouldn't want." But I guarantee you that these people are going to watch him. Yeah, he, absolutely. People want We're to watch someone it. explosive. They want to see that sort of drama. Right, the I guy's think... 19, he's got purple hair, yeah. and he fucks, I bet he fucks a million bitches a day. <laughs> Let him do whatever he wants. I mean, at the end of the day, as I keep saying, I've been, I've defended Nick from the start, but I think, you know, he's young, he's going to make mistakes. Let him do it. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're all pretty much the same at 19 years old. He's been thrusted into the spotlight. He's playing at an yeah. elite level. He's got all this money, all this fame. It's going to it's gonna do things to you at the early stages. I of was saying career. much worse stuff on the news when I was 19. <laughs> yeah, I remember. It's online. For people yeah. who want to see it. But, I mean, what did... Ronda Rousey said something that I thought was, uh, oh, I was, was hilarious. Did. It was with, her, her, with her last fight. Her last fight. Do you remember the girl's name? Oh, who cares? Who, who fucking cares? It wasn't Ronda and she lost. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the reason we don't yeah. remember her. Because uh, ages... Uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey's uh, father uh, committed suicide. And her opponent... This He has he hasn't, he didn't do it, like, last week. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Let's yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah. Done, did it ages ago. Yeah. Um, but her Ronda Rousey's opponent for her last fight... Uh, said something, made a joke about suicide, like saying, "I hope you hope Rhonda doesn't kill herself between now and the fight." Ooh. And then, uh, and then during the weigh-in, the Rhonda's opponent said to her, "Don't cry." And then when they got in the ring, Rhonda beat the shit out of her, won the match in 34 seconds, knocked her out, and while she's on the ground, like face planting, Rhonda just goes, "Don't cry." And fucking, that was the best thing I've ever seen in my well, life. Well, it was it was pretty awesome. I also thought that uh, it was what was the thing she did where she was going to fight in America, but she said she wanted to fight in Brazil in front of this woman's home crowd. So yeah, she, she did humiliate it in, in front of all of yes, her I love it. fellow citizens She's of Brazil. The best, what a legend! Uh, which is just outstanding. Um, and as you can see, I mean, look, I think from from that point of view. Sledging can be an extremely powerful thing if you can back it up. 
Yeah, yeah. You don't really want it. You don't. You don't want to be the bitch who insulted the girl's dead father, who then beat the shit out of you. I mean, Nick Kyrgios. I mean, the headlines are extremely negative, and he won the match against the world number five. And I suppose that controversy has clouded the fact that he had that amazing victory. Yeah, but he, um, he won. Like, but he won. End of the he day, won. he won. It so. could have been a lot worse had he not won. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, I feel like the media would have drummed it up a lot more had he not won. Uh, you know, but they're still trying to make these controversies seem like a lot. They love like the oh look look the new star he's not humble anymore yeah. he's yeah. getting arrogant like they love cutting people down after that. I shit. mean, look at the end of the day, Roger Federer had pink hair when he came onto the scene. He used to break rackets all the time, had a shocking temperament, but no one talks about it now. You know, Lady uh-huh. Hewitt was quite similar. He uh, he also called a linesman a spastic, so we have that in common. <laughs> and you know, a lot of people. I love that word. That's like my favourite word. Spastic, isn't it good? Well, it depends. You're spastic. If there is a spastic in in the presence of you, probably shouldn't. Say probably it. shouldn't say it. Speaking of spastics, when I used to walk home from school, there was the the spastic bus that used to drive all the special kids, and it was called the spastic bus. I swear on my life, on the side of the bus, oh, it said spastic bus. <laughs> They changed it later to like the well, special needs my, bus. My, my dad actually used to drive a bus for spastics. That was one of his. <laughs> no, it was, it was one of his jobs when he was in law school. He, uh, he drove the spastic. He drove, he drove a spastic bus while he was studying law at Monash, and uh, he told me that there was this guy on the spastic because they all have these special powers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> special powers and. Uh, one of these guys is incredibly autistic and he was able to catch a bee or a fly or anything in his hand without it stinging him and then he yeah. just let it go. And then I said, Dad, are you sure that this bee wasn't stinging him or do you think that maybe his pain it. receptors were a bit fucked because yeah. he's a little bit fucked himself? Well, autistic kids are great. Like if I... if But... Because autistic kids, right? No, I've worked... I've actually worked with autistic kids. When yeah. I was a personal trainer, I ran a class for autistic kids. Is that kids. right? I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, I, I worked with a non-vocal autistic kid. So he he didn't speak. He understood you, but he didn't speak. And and three other kids that had, like, milder versions of it. And a lot of the autistic kids, they have, like, one thing that they love. They obsess over it, and they get really good at it. So if I have... Um, and one one of the kids that I used to teach, he obsessed over the Melways. So he knew where I lived. Like, he could direct his parents to go wherever, wherever they wanted to go. They'd be like, hey, they just tell him this address. And he had the Melways in his head and he'd just go left, right. He was like a GPS, right? That's amazing. Useful That's- as. But then there was another autistic kid. His thing was Barbie. His thing was Barbie. So he was obsessed with Barbie. Completely useless, right? If I ever have an autistic kid, I'm just going to fill him up with maths. That's <laughs> so why I have my own calculator. <laughs> Something really useful. Like if I get an autistic kid that's really obsessed with like birthdays or useless shit like chair upholstery, I'm going to crack it. <laughs> useless information. That's absolutely... Uh, Horrendous, isn't it? Politically but incorrect. It's the truth. But, but, but I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, if you're going to have an autistic kid, you may you as well train it. Yeah. <laughs> you want to have a good autistic no, kid? No, but what was I going to say? Oh, God damn, I had a... Had an amazing thing. We were talking about the spastic bus. Maybe it's a little bit autistic. Maybe I'm a little bit autistic. Well, maybe. I'll finish my story about the spastic bus. Yeah, please, Every every day it used to drive past and I used to wave at the kids. And pretty soon they... Because I would go home at the same time they'd drive past. And pretty soon the spastic bus remembered me. So every time we drove past, I could see like 40 kids that are just retarded (laughs) looking out the window, waiting for the tall kid to wave at them. And I would wave at them and the bus would go fucking mental. <laughs> the bus driver hated me. And and then I got to like halfway through the year and I was like, this is a bit boring. Let's switch shit up a bit. 
So one day the bus was driving down the road and they're like, oh, he's going to wave, he's going to wave. They're really excited. And then I just put the finger up and <laughs> chaos ensued. I reckon they killed the bus driver. It, it was it was just pandemonium on that bus all the way home. It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like I shattered them. No, I, I, that's right. That's what I was going to say before. I, uh, I, I recall seeing a... a, a it was actually a YouTube clip that I watched. It was like an American news story yeah. of an autistic guy who went for a helicopter ride and then he sat down in his room and drew the entire oh, New York skyline yes. from memory with streets, buildings, everywhere they were. It was like looking See, at a useful. freeze frame picture that he yeah. just drew. So they've got amazing superpowers. Yeah, that's uh, a superpower. That, that, that's is a super, that is a superpower. I'm just waiting for the autistic guy that can just, you know, travel through time. Or yeah. freeze reality. Like or he can predict the future. Predict the future. It'd Imagine be like that. X Men in this shit. Imagine Pretty that. Pretty soon, that's gonna happen. You heard it here first. Nothing Inc. Autistic kids that can predict <laughs> the future. We're working on it. Superman. We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> Iron Man. Um, oh, fucking Khaled. I can't do a good segue for our bullshit belief. Do you want to try a good segue? How well, do we go from autistic kids? <laughs> To the bullshit belief. We derailed. Yeah, we did. We, we derailed. Did. But uh, basically, our bullshit belief of the week this week is we want to we we break down. We yes. want to break down whether or not uh, sledging is appropriate in sport. Fuck yeah, and, it is. And, uh, and whether it should be tolerated. What do you think? Well, I think absolutely it's, it's, it should be tolerated. I mean, like... I know that tennis is is a gentleman's game, and a lot of people, you know, see it as a gentleman's game. And it, you know, obviously, there's quiet between points, and it, a lot of elderly people go to watch tennis, and you know, it's very proper, and everybody's it's strawberries very, and cream, strawberries and cream, and very proper. And um, you know, then you've got maniacs like me throwing rackets onto highways, yes. and trying to decapitate people. But um, <laughs> you know, I I feel like uh, if if the same thing was said on a footy field. Unless, of course, it was racist, which is a different story. Yeah, uh, We saw what happened with the whole Adam Good saga. Oh, you know, I just... I'm pretty torn about that whole Adam Good oh, thing. Oh, is that right? Pretty, I, okay, all of the stuff where they called him a gor- gorilla and said all, all that stuff, that's racist as fuck, right? Yeah. But booing, when do you not boo the team? Like, if, if I go well, to any sport, if I go to support one team and any player from the other team comes near me to kick a goal... I'm gonna boo that guy. I think it doesn't it's, matter who they are. It's like as long as they're not on the team that I support. I have seen that debate being put forward, and I completely understand where you're coming from with that. Because at the end of the day, I mean, look, I mean, it's up. To, I mean, for Adam Goods, if it, as people were saying, if he deems the booing to be racist, then it's racist. But I can I, think I can see where you're coming from. I mean, at the end of the day, they're not. The booing, they're not, they're not calling him an ape. They're not stopping yeah. the play and saying, you know, this is what you They just are. don't want him to get that goal. Yeah. I mean, there might be... I reckon there'd be probably three racist guys there. I mean, I mean the, the comments... they're playing... The comments Hollywood. about uh, the ape comments and all that kind of stuff, that is completely unacceptable and I completely understand yeah, I Adam's frustration and, and why he's so upset about that. Um, whereas with the booing, I, I do see where you're coming from. But I also see the other side of the spectrum where the people were saying, look, if Adam deems that as racist, then it's racist. But I think that's a cop-out. Like, if that, like, just because somebody says a thing is racist doesn't mean that it's true. I mean, I, I'm sure he can say, hey, that makes me feel like... Shut up, doing you white it. Aussie dog. Oh, well, yeah, I, I am. I'm fucking white. And that's, mate, that's racist. I feel that that is racist. So you can never say that again. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Just yeah. because one person says, oh, this makes me feel like this... It doesn't mean there we go. The fucking milky bar kid, buddy. 
Yeah. <laughs> Grabbing on about it. Mate, it's the fucking truth. I'm sick of it. I'm going to boo Adam Goods. I don't Aww. even like footy. I'll boo him. I'll boo every other member of his team. Except for the white players, of course. Gee. No, it's. I think. I think it's. Um, this podcast more politically incorrect than Tony Abbott himself. Don't worry, mate. I'll, I'm the one saying it. I'm going to cop it. I'm going to cop it. I want to be on the news again. I've had a bit of a try spell. <laughs> well, uh, as we were saying, I, I think that sledging should be should be tolerated in sport. I mean, as I said, I think if Nick Kyrgios said the same thing on a footy field, you wouldn't hear about it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, with, I think with as long as it doesn't get in the way, like it, like it's not like Nick Kyrgios crossed the net and said it to his face and was like, what are you going to do about it? I mean, he said it under his breath. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't really, it didn't really seem like, yeah, as you said, he didn't say it with aggression. He didn't look at it in, in real. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he didn't say it loud. In fact, we've got a, um, we've got a, a audio clip of what he said and you can tell they've actually had to amplify his voice because uh, there's microphones on the court so they can catch this shit to put to the news. So this is uh, what he actually said and you can tell that it's not actually that loud. There we go. What, that's it's not. I don't think that was bad. Like he didn't yell it. He didn't. He didn't scream it or anything. He just kind of said it under his breath. Under his breath. And I just, I just love how he said it. Sorry to tell you. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> so good. Sorry to tell you, mate. I'm Sorry to tell you, mate. But me, mate, fuck you, misses well, It's absolutely hilarious. And I, I thought the same thing when Bernard Tomic was sledging Pat Rafter in that interview. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. What did he say? Uh, he said something along the lines of, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my name Bernard Tomic and, um, you know, Pat Rafter, the guy's a mask for TA, you know, he doesn't even know what he's doing, you know, Pat Rafter, the guy, he's a big mask and, uh, he should <laughs> not be mask. allowed to run Tennis Australia because, you know, they're like, here, Pat, have a salary, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing, you know, he's made me pay for the balls of the Brisbane, why am I paying for the balls of the Brisbane? My name Bernard Tomic. It's not good. Are you sure Bernard Tomic is an autistic? <laughs> he probably, he's probably the guy that I was playing on that fateful day. Yeah, it could have been. Was he yelling about masks? Well, inter balls? interestingly, I, I've, I've watched Bernard Tomic's career flourish as a young man because he he was attending the same tournaments that I was playing, like in the national events. Yeah. He was just doing so at uh, four years uh, junior. So, you know, we were playing the 116 nationals. And, and he, he was playing in the autism league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was rocking up as a 12 year old for the special Olympics so. <laughs> <laughs> well done that's very 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 clever yes um, I am very clever uh, almost autistically clever oh, uh, shit <laughs> maybe I am maybe maybe you are but there there you go I mean that was um, I, I did watch him sort of come into fruition and he was always an interesting character in terms of uh, a tennis competitor like I remember his dad Threw him off the court multiple times in the junior, his at the junior level. Yeah, his dad would take him off the court. But Bernard, let's go. This enough for me. You get off the court. Oh, really? If he was like losing, his dad. Oh, would well, just like he off. just if he if he assumed that someone was cheating. I recall at one time in the clay court oh. nationals, he was playing on the. How do you cheat in tennis? Oh, you just call the ball out. There's no linesmen at that level. Ah, oh, no, yeah, level. that's right. So they make their yeah. own line calls, and if it's out, you know, it's out. You have to take their word for it. So yeah. he would just call out, and if the, if Bernard's dad wasn't happy with the opponent's line call, he'd say. All right, Bernard, it's time for us to go. Let's get up. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's absolutely cut for it. Does that count as a loss? Yeah, just a pure forfeit. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, obviously, it worked for him. Oh, yeah, there you go. His dad just takes him, takes him home and beats him, bit I guess. Of, bit of initiative. Yeah, got to do yeah. it. Well, there you go. Well, so, what do you reckon? I mean, well, is bullshit or not? I, I think it's bullshit. I, I think uh, sledging's not hurting sport. 
I think it's, uh, if anything, it's part of the marketing, really. Oh, it like, encourages... Look at how many people are talking about tennis. Well, I'm talking about tennis. I would never talk about tennis. I mean, even tennis. the Floyd Mayweather fight with Pacquiao. There was a bit of sledging yeah, going on there. And it, it. That was a, I mean, I mean, they Pacquiao say... Pacquiao was like, I think I can win. And then Floyd was like, I make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm rich. Like, again and again and again. And that was... And I, then we watched it. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, it really encourages people to view the sport. Yeah, I think it's cool. So I'm calling bullshit on that. Are you? Absolutely. I'm calling bullshit too. All right. Well, um, uh, speaking of bullshit, here is a bullshit terrible segue oh, into, no. into our miscellaneous bit at the end, oh. which I don't want to do. Turn off, guys. Uh, fuck. I don't, you know, when I was playing tennis, when I was playing tennis um, when I was a kid, the, this is this is actually how I hurt myself. Yeah. Um, I told you that I fucked up my knee. Yeah. Um, it wasn't while I was playing tennis, right? Yeah. It was actually after the tennis game. So we're playing. I played this kid. I beat him. It was it was it was fun. It was just a friendly match. There was no like ranking involved. We were just practicing. He was one of my best mates at the time. Uh, his name was Jimmy, and uh, me and Jimmy, you know, I, I beat him. He usually beat me, so I was pretty happy about it. And as we were leaving, we, we were packing everything up and um, this man came over and I just thought it was Jimmy's dad never met Jimmy's dad before and this guy came over as we were packing up he's like oh do you want any help and I was like yeah sure my name's Lewis and, and uh, then the guy helped us pack up and then he, he goes here Jimmy I'll help you bring you back to the car and I thought nothing of it um, never saw Jimmy again Oh, he! I actually found out through the news that he was kidnapped. Oh, that's terrible! Um, but no, they they found him. It was uh, he. He was actually molested by this guy. Oh, that's terrible! Yeah, yeah, real scary because it could have happened to me. Absolutely, um, you could so, have been. Yeah, I, I'm pretty happy about that. That it didn't happen to me, but it's still horrible that it happened to Jimmy. And I actually met up with Jimmy the other day, and I was like, oh, you know, he he's he's all fucked up now. Like he's he's really jumpy. He doesn't really trust people, understandably. And I spoke to him. Um, and, and I, I just wanted to talk to him. You know, he really wanted to open up to me. And he said, look, it was one of the most traumatic experiences of my life uh, until I listened to the podcast and heard him listening to <laughs> his bit at the end and realized that actually getting raped by this stranger wasn't that oh, bad. Oh, man, it's horrible. In comparison to his That's bit at the absolutely end. absolutely horrible. I, I've never... Wow, it's terrible. Yeah. So well, this, this is how bad this part of the podcast is. Oh, it's, it's definitely one of the worst... Worst podcast side of it. Yeah, well, okay. I suppose we'll get through it. So the only we, the only thing we really want to talk about in this latest bit of the end is subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes to um, the podcast because a lot of people are, are listening to it on uh, Podbean, which is which is for, for Android phones and, and, and shit like that. But if you subscribe on uh, iTunes, it actually I think it downloads it downloads the podcast every week automatically. Oh, to your computer. yeah, that's right. I wanted to talk about a new charity initiative that I'm really uh, interested in. Oh, yeah. Uh, so subscribe on iTunes. Uh, I think that's all we really need to yeah, say about that. Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes, share it around, and uh, yeah. Elliot's charity. So what's yeah, the so, charity so this is a charity with? that I just... I mean, I started working for this charity uh, where... We're just helping helping homeless people. Yeah, we're getting the podcast behind this charity. Yeah, yeah, we're getting helping helping homeless people. You know, get 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 back on their feet. And yeah, I was um, working with the Salvation Army. You know, serving food just at this this place. And uh, this guy, he he comes in every single week, yeah. and he looked at me and he's like, "Mate, I finally." found a home, you know, after all the struggle really? he'd been through, he found a home. That's awesome. And, and that's, that's what the charity is all about, so it's helping homeless help, people helping, find homes. Helping homeless people find homes. To get them off the streets and improve and he their was, life. And he was so happy about finding his home, and he said, that's you great. know, look, mate, I'm going to move in next week. I'm so excited. Like, I've never been happier, 
and you know I'm just so happy about the whole thing and I just can't wait to move into my new house that's great and then I said mate that's fantastic uh, you know we're doing this podcast nothing in podcast and you should have a listen <laughs> yeah. to the podcast and he had a quick listen to miscellaneous <laughs> bit at the end and he was just sitting there listening to it and it was really strange I just I just saw him just take the headphones out look me dead in the face and say look I'm just I've decided I'm going to live my life on the, re- on the street <laughs> that's uh, what he yeah. and no uh, he's, he's a meth head now he, he got on the meth and True. he hit the crack pipe and he, he lost his lease on the commission flat <laughs> uh, because he was just so depressed and angry he wanted to forget miscellaneous he wanted to forget miscellaneous bit at the end the poor guy that's uh, oh, that's so... absolutely fucking hilarious oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's guy. that's the end of miscellaneous bit at, at the end at the end the end of miscellaneous bit at the, the end, end. Miscellaneous and, bit and that's the end of the the podcast so it is. I think if there's if there's, uh, if there's one thing I want everybody listening to do is go on Khaled's page and fucking tell him to be here next episode. Tell him to be here next episode. You know, he's been... He hasn't been around and we've missed his presence. We've missed his presence. Yeah. And, he's you know, real good at segues. We just can't do it. He's like the, he's like the segway sheik. He is a segway <laughs> sheik. And, uh, you know, we want to go out with a bang with the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And, We're going to uh, do the final episode. Hopefully, Carla will be here. You know, if, if next episode uh, you hear a lot of beeping, Carla's here. If we're going to go out with a bang, he's the man. Yes. So I reckon before miscellaneous bit at the end for next week, we'll just hit that red button, blow us all up, <laughs> take everybody out. Emergency. So we'll be broadcasting live from an aeroplane next episode with Khaled and a bomb. And a bomb. Tune in. So that's the Nothing Inc. podcast episode nine. Well done. See you later. See you later. <laughs>